You're listening to How To with Katie and Suze, a podcast created for the young Christian who wants to understand faith in real life. These are your hosts, Katie Hathaway and Suzanne Rhodes. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. What is up, Suzanne? It's really good to hear your voice. I know. It's good to hear your voice, too. Well, Katie, I heard that you've had kind of a wild day, afternoon, however long you've been there. So uh, take it away. What have, what have you been doing today? So last night, I went to a small group game night, and it was so much fun. I don't know what prompted this afterwards, but I was driving home, and I was like, you know what else would be fun? Going to the beach. (laughs) And I have never lived close to the beach before. It always sounds like a good option, obviously. And um, I've always lived like eight and a half plus hours away from the beach, so it's never been like a Let's just Mm -hmm. go for a day, you know? And now that I'm in North Carolina, I'm two, two and a half hours away from Wilmington's beaches in North Carolina. So I uh, texted my friends and I was like, should I go to the beach tomorrow to study? And my friend responded. He was like, "Uh, you should go to the beach, but not to study. And I was like, that's not an option. So I set my alarm for, well, I packed a bag because I'm a smart adult and I brought a towel and snacks and all the things because I thought my life through. Yeah. Which funny story I opened. So I ended up at the beach today. All that to say, I ended up at the beach. It was wonderful. I opened my snack bag and as soon as, so it had been raining all morning. So there weren't many people on the beach and I opened my snack bag up, which was like pretzels and goldfish. Cause I'm a child at heart. And I opened it up and all of these pelicans and like, what are they called? Pigeons. They're not pelicans. They're pigeons. I think. No, it wasn't the big bird. It was like the little tiny one. I don't know what they are. Are they pigeons? I think. No, 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 no. What are they called? I don't know. If someone's listening and is a bird fan, I'll send you a picture <laughs> of it and you can let me know what kind of bird they are. But whatever bird they were, they like stormed me. And so I had to put my snacks away. <laughs> So I was I was sitting on the beach for like a long time without my ability to eat snacks because otherwise all of the birds that have yet to be named would like come after me. And I was like, that's not fair. So but it was lovely. It was a really, really great day. I will talk about this more later on, but um, it was one of those things that I just needed to do. And I knew I needed a change of scenery and a day off. And um, thankfully, I was able to do that today. Good. So it was lovely. I got back about an hour ago. And oh, it was just a really good day. So Katie, kind of tell me, where did you arrive at the place where you're like, I've got to get away? I got to have a change of scenery. What what kind of drove you to that spot? Oh, what didn't? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I have been working on in my life learning how to sense burnout from miles away. So junior year of college, I experienced burnout in a way that was so detrimental to my health, physical, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I ever since then have been trying to not have that happen again because it was so draining and so harmful to myself and to the people around me because of how it affected me to just be completely burnt out, have nothing left to give and just way past my limits. And so since then, I've been trying to um, be smart about the way that I schedule my time and live and um, spend time away from work and spend time with friends, spend time alone um, and things like that. And so recently moving places and being in a season of transition, like we both are 
um, it's harder to sense those because you're out of your norm. And so it's been an adjustment for me the past, I've been here two months in a week, two and a half months. Um, so it's been an adjustment to figure out those warning signs again. But I felt like this week I was starting to see some of those in that I was really tired at work, kind of antisocial. Normally I want to see everyone and talk to everyone. Um, I was noticing that I was sleeping more than I normally do. And normally that's like a coping mechanism that I just will sleep instead of do other things. Um, I almost didn't want to be on social media, which is abnormal for me because I love seeing how my friends are doing and um, things like that. So I just was starting to sense some things were going different than a healthy pattern in my life would be. And so after small group last night and being with some of the people that I've really come to love and know here in North Carolina, I knew that today needed to be something restful. So I had already planned on taking the day off, but I was just going to like stay in my apartment and try to study and probably watch some Netflix and like bake something. But um, I knew it needed to be an intentional rest and intentional productivity. And for me, that means a change of scenery. And so what better change of scenery than the beach? Amen. So we changed the scenery two and a half hours away to the beach and uh, got to mix very well silence. I sat on the beach silent for about an hour and that was like so healing. Yeah. Um, Just hearing the waves crash and it was a stormy day. So the waves were like at an all time high, not all time high. That sounds so dramatic, but they were crashing. (laughs) They were at record level high. (laughs) Right, right, right. This is the most iconic day in North Carolina beach history, guys. But it was just lovely. So mixing rest and productivity is some of the, those are some of my favorite days. So I got to do things that give me life, like try new coffee shops. And I tried two different coffee shops and got a latte that you can never have, Suze. It was a white chocolate strawberry <gasps> latte. How dare you so good. do that to I know, me. I know, I know. I literally drank it and I was like, if Suzanne was here, she would die. I would. But you weren't there, so it was fine. <laughs> I, um, I didn't have an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was great. So it was a really great day. I could go on and on about how it was healing and healthy, but um, for me, I, I knew I was starting to hit my limits. I knew if I kept going without taking an intentional day, um, apart from like a normal Sabbath that I have of being in the apartment during Sabbath, I needed to get out. Um, so that was kind of what led me to today's adventures that were just so wonderful. Yeah. So you had talked about seeing limits, um, or recognizing burnout from miles away. And so part of that is understanding what your limits are. So can you kind of give us a definition of what limits are and what does it mean to have limits in your own life? Yeah, so a limit is basically like how much you can carry. So my girls minister says it really well. I remember this quote the other day. Um, We were walking in Chicago on a mission trip and she just said, Katie, sometimes you can tell people you can't carry that right now. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes on to say, like, as like a waitress or a waiter has so many plates that they can hold in one arm or on one trip. And if they get offered another plate, they can say, like, I can't hold that right now because I don't have room. We can do that in our lives of saying, like, hey, I don't have room to hold that right now or I will fall or I will hit burnout or I will not be okay or not be successful. Um, And so that's kind of what a limit is, is realizing, okay, how many plates can you hold? How much can you hold in one trip that still merits success on the other end? That also takes defining success for you. 
So for me, success would be creating margin in my life. So margin is um, your limit minus your load. So how much you can carry minus how much you actually are carrying. And you want that to be a negative. Like you want, well, no, you want it to be a positive. I don't know how math works anymore. You want it to be, (laughs) you want it to be where your limit is higher than your load. So you want your load to be less than your limit. And far too often in our culture of, um, mass scheduling and, and not, not being aware of rest, we often max out our limits and our loads are way higher than we can carry. And that leads to no margin, no rest and burnout so fast, um, which I know we all experience on some level very often. Yeah. So where, when did you get to a place where you said my load is so much larger than my limit? How did you get to that place of saying, okay, I need to understand what margin is and how to implement that in my life? Yeah, I think physically that happened um, junior year of college, like I mentioned earlier. But um, honestly, I can see it often in my life when I don't have time for interruption. So when I'm living at a life that's so fast paced that I can't take a phone call or stop and ask a person how they're really doing or... um, entertain good conversation with one another, um, care for people well. If I can't do that, then I know I've hit my limit. And I've I've reached a point where if I don't have any margin, I can't be generous with my time or money. Um, so for me, that happened most dramatically junior year of college. Um, I just hit the limit, was sick for 10 days and um, could barely get back up. And then uh, COVID happened and I had to readjust because my worth had been put in having a load that was higher than my limit because I thought that that made me worthy of love and affirmation. Um, And so when COVID hit and my limit was, or my load was taken away and my limit was a lot higher than my current load and my margin was at an all-time high and I didn't know what to do, I got to rebuild my worth in Christ and since then have been trying to spot burnout for miles away. Right. So so when you say spot burnout from miles away. How do you recognize what your limits are? Are there any warning signs that you see? And if so, how can we how can we recognize that in our own lives as well? Yeah, good question. Okay, I'm going to flip that question and ask you. <laughs> okay. Is there a point in the day where you are just tired? Like I'm not talking about like tired as in you want to go to sleep, but like tired of just the day. Yeah. Definitely the 30 minutes in between getting off work at 4.30 and, you know, cooking dinner. I've Let me pause and say I'm a very strict routine kind of gal, and so I always eat dinner at the same time. Um, but kind of in between those 30 minutes of just decompressing from the day, um, that is just such a draining time, and I always feel like a bad roommate or a bad friend because when people call me during that time or when I go home and my roommates are talking to me, I always kind of feel like, um, closed off or short. Um, and I just think that though that 30 minutes is a really important time for me to go to my room, be by myself until I'm ready to go back out and socialize with my roommates and stuff. So what about you? What, what are some warning signs that you see? Yeah, absolutely. I think everything you just said is exactly what I wanted you to say. You didn't even know it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're in my mind, Katie. I know. It's incredible. (laughs) So seeing 
catching your limits. So knowing when your margin is getting too slim is knowing when you are being a bad friend, being a bad roommate, being bad in relationships, being bad in your spiritual relationships with um, the Lord and not having spiritual routines or even eating habits. Like I know when I'm hitting my limit, I'm eating out like every single meal because I don't have enough brain power to like cook a meal. That's you know, so interesting. Or, yeah. Um, I think there's so many small warning signs of when your margin is just getting too slim that we don't even think to realize until it's too late. And so that's why I kind of love like deconstructing your life and seeing, okay, for me at work, I am, I do a lot of graphic design for my job and around three o'clock, if I've been working on graphic design a lot that day, I'm like done. Like anything I see is horrible. Every email is the end of the world. Any phone call I have, I don't want to answer it. Like I just have to take a break because I've hit my limit of like staring at a computer or doing graphic design. So I usually go on a walk or I try to go on a walk during that time to like take a second and do something that gives you life. And then you can get back to your work and and your margin has increased, your load has decreased a little bit. But just being aware of of when you start to see the end of your rope and it gets a little dangerous. I think that is such great advice because something that I was kind of thinking through as you were talking, you know, we don't want to set up the idea that you you should just do everything that you love and everything that excites you and don't do anything that doesn't excite you or is mundane or is, you know, boring paperwork. And I think that is not speaking on practical experience, obviously. Um, But I think that's such great advice to find that balance of you can balance your life to recognize what doesn't give you life and what does give you life. Absolutely. So Katie, My next question is, why is this important from a Christian perspective? Why is this important for us as we live on mission for Jesus Christ? Gosh, good question again. Maintaining a margin is so important for Christians um, because we want to be generous with our time and we want to be open for interruption. So if you look at Jesus, he was never in a hurry to get from one place to another. He knew exactly where he was going to go. He knew exactly what he was going to do, but he was never in a rush to do it. And even like when you think about Lazarus, his friend who died, he wasn't in a rush to get there because he knew exactly what was going to happen when he did. And he knew he would have the power to resurrect him and raise him from the dead. And I think that when we see Jesus being so open for interruption, if we as Christians want to imitate Christ, we need to also be open for interruption. And when you think about being open for interruption and having margin in your life for other people and good relationships, That is so Christ-like in its nature um, because Christ did that. And he was the prime example of that. And um, that's so loving at its core that if we want to love one another well, we have to have the time to do that. And um, that time comes from margin. You don't just happen to love someone well. It's intentional. And um, I think that's one thing we're learning right now in post-grad season that we've talked a lot about is these new friendships that we're making, they have to be so intentional. And when we don't have time for it, they won't be intentional and we won't have those friendships because we're not loving and we don't have the margin for it. So creating that margin in our life and um, being aware of the load that we're carrying, when to say yes, when to say no. Um, Jefferson Bethke says it really well that every yes you say 
is a no to something else, and every no you say is a yes to something else. So when you're deciding what to say yes and no to in your schedule and in your day, you're saying yes and no to something else too. It's like the opportunity cost. If you're a finance person, everything you you buy is a no to something else. Or uh, it's the same way in our schedule. And when we want to be intentional about creating time and margin, uh, we're saying no to something, but we're saying yes to interruption and we're saying yes to margin. And that's exactly what Christ did. Absolutely. So Katie, as as we're listening to this and as the audience is listening, how can they step away from this podcast and go, okay, I'm going to implement limits into my life or I'm going to implement margin into my life. So how can we how can we walk away from this podcast and practically implement this in our lives? My first thing I would say is what plates are you carrying right now? What things are you holding in your life that you've said yes to? And in turn, what then have you said no to? And what do you need to say no to? So if you're carrying, um, I'll go to my junior year for an example, but being on in different positions in school and having different, I have way too many jobs that weren't necessary. And, and hear me say, there are some things you can't say no to. There are some things that are increasing your limit that you can't say no to or increasing your load that you can't say no to. And that's okay. And that's okay for a season, but being aware of, okay, how many plates are you carrying? What can you take off that will actually help give you life and margin in the long run? Um, so for me saying no to a certain job gave me so much more margin that I didn't realize I actually needed to be more successful and more intentional at other things. So saying yes to something means saying no to something else. So what are you saying yes to? That means you're saying no to something. And what do you need to say no to? That means you can say yes to to rest and to margin and to understanding and being aware of your limits. In turn, I would also say, look at your life. What what key things can you see that lead you to burnout? So like, do you get tired around 3 p.m. and need to insert a walk or insert a prayer time or insert going to get coffee? Do you um, have the 30 minutes where you need to be intentional and and remove yourself from people so you don't hurt relationships because you're snippy, you're tired or whatever? What can you do that helps you recharge and have better margin and, and be more intentional with the interruptions you do have? So those would be my two um, suggestions. What can you say yes to or no to that's that helps you lower your load and increase your margin? And then what um, what signs can you see that are leading you to burnout that you can help address um, every day? Absolutely. Katie, I think that this is so practical and I think this is so applicable in our lives and especially, you know, as the young adults that we are we feel this constant pressure that we have to prove ourselves right yeah and i think this is such good advice to say hey you don't have to work all the time it's not wise to work all the time and it reminds me of this verse in ephesians 5 i'm reading from verse 15 and it says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so friends, as we step into our benediction, I want to remind you the definition is an utterance or bestowing of a blessing. So as we think about the limits in our lives and how to create margin in our lives, may we find freedom in the boundaries that the Lord has given us, and may the Lord give us wisdom to create boundaries for ourselves. 
May we worship the Lord more fully in what we choose to be our yes, and may we worship the Lord more fully in what we choose to be our no. May you go in grace and peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.